You're listening to Biceps After Babies Radio, episode number 190. Hello, and welcome to Biceps After Babies Radio, a podcast for ladies who know that fitness is about so much more than pounds lost or PRs. It's about feeling confident in your skin and empowered in your life. I'm your host, Amber Brzezinski, a registered nurse, personal trainer, wife, and mom of four. Each week, my guests and I will excite and motivate you to take action in your own personal fitness as we talk about nutrition, exercise, mindset, personal development, and executing life with conscious intention. If your goal is to look, feel, and be strong and experience transformation from the inside out, you, my friend, are in the right place. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's jump into today's episode. Hey, 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 welcome back to another Friday episode of Biceps After Babies Radio. I'm your host, Amber Brzezinski, and today on the podcast, we are sharing the story of Kimberly Jamet. And Kimberly has um, some awesome things to be able to share with you. I'm really hoping that as you listen to these Friday episodes, that you really start to pull away some very practical and tangible tips from people who have been there. That's one of the goals is, is when we can find people who have walked the road that we want to walk or are a little ahead of us on the journey, I love to ask those people questions about what was it like? What, what were struggles that you had? How did you overcome these certain scenarios? And so that I can learn from it and I can speed past that thing, you know, that lesson a little bit faster with the tips and wisdom of someone who's been there and done that. And so Kimberly is going to share on the episode today about how she's been able to let go of all or nothing thinking and how she's been able to zero in and figure out what is going to work for her, both in terms of her fitness journey and also in terms of her curly hair. And she shares a really fun analogy about her curly hair that I think will really hammer home uh, this point of being able to look at things like a scientist and experiment and try and figure out, hey, that didn't work. Let me try something else that may work. And she shares that analogy uh, in the podcast. So without further ado, let's jump into the episode with Kimberly Jamet. I am so excited to welcome Kimberly to the podcast. Kimberly, how are you doing? I'm doing well. I am excited to have you share your story. Um, I know that the women who are listening are going to be able to get something out of it. So thank you so much for being here. Um, first story for you is I want to know a little bit about you and specifically the period of time before you joined Macros 101 and what were you struggling with at that point? What, what results did you want that you weren't able to create in your own, in your own journey? Um, well, before Macros 101, I have always been an active person. Like I enjoyed dancing and gymnastics and sports when I was in school. Um, I was in marching band, um, did a semester in college. And so if I wasn't doing that, then I would go for a walk or a run over at the stadium. So being active has never, ever been the issue. I love the way my body feels once I've exercised. Um, the nutrition area, that's another subject. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so um, before I had found you, I was basically, I was using exercise to try to balance what I was eating. Mm-hmm. Um, I did between my third and fourth kid, I did a nutrition program. I was only, I was eating my food. I was only eating their prepackaged stuff for snacks. Um, and I was able to also count my calories using a different app. And so I lost about 20 pounds and I was like, yeah, this is great. Then, um, I 
like a year later, I lost another 10 pounds, not using them, just counting calories. And so my motivation and my focus was like, I'm going to get pregnant for my fourth kid. I want to be on top of things and be really healthy for him or her turns out to be him. And um, so that was the goal. And so it was easy for me to discipline myself to be like, okay, I'm going to work really hard and we're going to get my body ready. So I did that. And then we got pregnant and I had him and we moved and my husband got a new responsibility at church. And so it was all kind of like compiling and compressing. And so I was like, I'm just going to be nice to my body and we're just going to go for walks and it's no pressure. And August of 2020, I was out for one of my walks and I was looking for a new podcast because I was tired of the voice of the other person and <laughs> yours popped up and it said biceps after babies, the title. And I was like, Oh my goodness, exactly what I'm trying to do is mm-hmm. show these biceps that I think I have under there. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I started listening. The first one was, um, I think it was episode two and she had like, she said, Oh, I lost one pound 50 times. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. And so I got your free downloads for counting and, um, uh, just different things. And I started listening. Then I joined macros one-on-one that fall. And I, I guess I was expecting things to just be like, you know, oh, magic. Yeah. Yes. And just Mm -hmm. like, I was going to be in your group and everything was just going to melt away and all my problems would be solved. And not to say that nothing changed at all, but that wasn't like, you know, we think that sometimes we're going to do something and it's just going to happen. But Mm -hmm. I did learn that I don't have to do all of the things and be all the things and do all the things all the time. Um, cause more is just more. Mm -hmm. Um, I always felt like, you know, it's like right here on the tip of my tongue. Like, I just know it. And my husband would be like, well, maybe you need to work harder. And he means that lovingly. But sure. over yeah. here, like, I'm taking care of four kids and yeah. trying to do this to be strong and healthy. What do you mean I have to work harder? Um, he knew about macros because he's been lifting and doing for a couple of years. So he, he would, you know, mention that and encourage me a lot. But I was always like, I don't understand how you're supposed to calculate the numbers. And so I would ask other people and they would send me links to other uh, websites. But your guide really helped me. Um, but the mental aspect, I think, is always the biggest struggle. And knowing that there were like coaches to listen, that there were other women who would be in similar situations. Um, it really helped me to know that I wasn't alone. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of where I've been in the last... I guess it's been a year and a half, almost two years in August. And so um, that's just kind of the beginning of the takeaways that I've had. Yeah. Yeah. That's so awesome. And and you shared with me a analogy that I, I loved. I love this analogy of your curly hair. Are you, are you willing to share that analogy with everyone? Sure. Um, so I've had curly hair for a really long time, obviously, but um after I had kids, it didn't really want to curl very well, especially like day two or th- day three. Um, curly hair is drier, so you have to keep it moist and um, want to have that nice curl requires a little bit more effort. And so I found this method where you could you use certain products that don't have harmful chemicals and things that would dry your hair out or put plastics um, on your hair because some chemicals have that, or products have that. And so I was like, well, I've learned in macros 101, I can be a scientist. I can just go with 
let's try this. If it doesn't work, we'll try something else. Um, it's okay. So I started doing that in October of 2020 and, uh, it's kind of taken me about a year and I completely changed my products and there's all kinds of like hair tools that you can use to help with your curling and plopping and crunch, like all kinds of things. And so I've been learning about it at first it can be extremely overwhelming because it's a lot of information about your hair um, but once you start doing one thing at a time, it really helps, um, break it down and you can figure out where you need to go. But here I was thinking about, well, it's been about a year. Where am I on my curly hair journey? And I was like, oh, well, I'm using the same products that I was. My shampoo and conditioner is different, but my, my gel and my mousse are the same, but I'm applying them differently mm-hmm. and I'm letting them air dry instead of using a diffuser. Nothing wrong with that, but that's just the new way that I'm doing it. And so it was just really funny all of a sudden to think like, well, there's Becker's 101 again saying like, maybe you already have all the tools. You just got to apply them differently. Mm-hmm. And so that's... um and I remember you being like, I love it when people are able to apply the things they learn to other parts of their life. And I'm thinking, yes, my hair, <laughs> my hair. Yeah. And, and, you know, one of the things that we talk a lot about in macros 101 is this idea of being a scientist and really, you know, separating yourself from it emotionally and really just asking yourself like, what's working? What isn't working? What can I tweak? What can I try? What's the next step? Like, and just really looking at it like an experiment. And then I, I love it that you, I always love it when people take the concepts that we're talking about in fitness and, and there are so many applications of that in other areas of your life, your hair being one of them. Um, so th- this term macro scientist, I use it a lot. I throw it around a lot. Um, you hear it a lot in macros 101, but obviously words can mean different things to different people. So if I said to you, what a macro scientist, like, what does that term mean to you? Um, I, and I, I thought about that and I feel like it means more, really when I think of the scientists, I think trial and error, but I don't want to think trial and error. I want to think more trial and learning. Um, cause I've liked, that's one of the things I've learned. It's like, it's not that you failed. It's that you've learned a lesson. Mm-hmm. And so I've started trying to have that perspective on a lot of areas and say like, Oh, you're a loser. You failed at this. I'm just like, no, what did I learn from this experience? And so that's what kind of with my hair, it's like, well, it's not that I failed. It was that I learned that that particular product weighs my hair down that I don't get the curls that I want. Um, and the same thing with my body. It's like, well, that exercise hurt some part of my body. So I'm not going to do that one. And I adjust it and I tweak it. Um, like you said, and I and go from there. And that's what has made it more enjoyable to know that I don't have to fit into this mold and do exactly the same thing. Um, that somebody else is doing that I can uh, make it different and more enjoyable and apply it to me in my life, my situation, um, the things that I enjoy that um, you did say one thing that uh, reminded me, we did that archetype call mm-hmm. and uh, my archetype is actually refined Kimberly. Ooh, um, I like it. And so, cause I think it's a refinement. It's like, it's not that, I have to stay the same and it's making me better because I want to refine it and purify and make it, you know, the gleaming diamond, whatever is under there. Mm-hmm. But um, it's the idea that you can adjust and you can make changes and you can tweak it along the way. And so that's what I think in those moments where I'm just like, oh, I've been doing this and I'm not getting the results that I want. 
then I can say, well, what result am I getting? So mm-hmm. I say that and I'm like, okay, I, that's still not what I, the results that I wanted, but I can change that. I don't have to stay here. I don't mm-hmm. have to eat this or I don't have to do or lift that. And so uh, that has been helpful for me in my moments of my low points or my frustrations. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, refinement, we can make a change. It's going to be okay. I love that word, <clears throat> refinement. That's that's such a good word. It's such a good way to, to describe it. And <clears throat> one of the things I think I, I love about the analogy, I'm going back to the analogy of your hair, is that I think one of the hard parts with a lot of women and being a scientist when it comes to their body or losing weight is that for some reason we've attached this like emotional connection to our body that if we try something and it doesn't work, that it means something on a deeper level about us Mm -hmm. that we're not good enough or we're never going to be able to do it or we suck or whatever that emotional connection is. And I think when we think about our hair, a lot of us don't have quite the emotional connection. We, we really can innately be a little bit more of a scientist of like, I tried this product it worked for my friend, but it didn't really work for me. And that's okay. Cause my hair is a little bit different. It's fine. Like I, when a product doesn't work for my hair, I don't go, Oh my gosh, I'm the worst. Like <laughs> I'm never going to have the hair I want. Right. We we're able to be a little bit more scientific, a little bit more, uh, less emotional. And, and what if you could be the same way about your body? Like what if you could have that same scientific, let's try it. Let's see what works. And if it doesn't work, doesn't mean you're terrible. Just means you tried something. And it didn't work. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we have to figure out what doesn't work before we can figure out what does. So there's a lot of reasons I love your analogy of, of the hair, uh, but just that understanding that it doesn't have to be this emotional attachment mm-hmm. that many of us have developed uh, with our bodies. Yeah. My mom is a hairdresser. So growing up, I could do whatever. She was totally willing to like do anything to my hair. Yeah. And so we would learn like, the color red does not look good really good with my complexions. She'd be like, it's just hair. It'll grow back. It's just hair. We can put something on top of that mm-hmm. until everything grows back out. And that reminded me of um, another coaching call where we came up with the hashtag, um, it's just a body. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do have to repeat that to myself um, some days, like it's just a body. Like mm-hmm. you're still doing, what are you doing right now? I'm like, oh, okay, well, I am consistent with this. And I do enjoy these results and the way I feel. Um, because I live in East Texas and it can be really hot one day and it could be really humid or it could be really cold. Um, and so I can walk out, it'll look great in the mirror in my bathroom. And then I walk outside and the weather's like, no, nah, I don't think so. <laughs> so I just throw it up in a ponytail and we just go because I just don't have time to worry about that. Mm-hmm. And so I think, yeah, it's just hair, like, and it's just a body and our bodies can do amazing things. And so that's helped me to go from thinking, kind of putting my value on how I look and and what the numbers say or whatever to what can my body do? Um, and what am I doing right now that that pressure, um, I'm able to alleviate that pressure and those feelings now. Mm-hmm. That's so good. So having, you know, been in this journey for the last year and a half, as you look back, what do you see as, as the biggest area of growth for you? And, um, for somebody listening, like what, what prompted that growth or, or how, how, how did that growth happen in you? Um, because I think sometimes people can hear, oh my gosh, like she's been at this for a year and a half. Like that's terrible. (laughs) Um, and helping people to kind of reframe that and understand that this is a, 
ever developing process that isn't just like a once and done. So what has been the biggest area of growth that you've seen in yourself when you look back over the past year and a half? Um, I think just, you don't have to do, and this goes to two extremes, but you don't have to have all of it. Like when I first started Microsoft One, I could down a ready whip fat-free can in one day and I would easily do that <laughs> like mm-hmm. for months on end. It was like, oh, the kids are driving me crazy. You know, go squirt some in my mouth type mm-hmm. of a deal. And when I started, you know, start weighing and calculating, I was like, well, maybe that's a little too many carbs. Not any fat, but it adds up in your carbs. And so it was like, am I going to survive without having an entire can in a day? Mm-hmm. And I learned that I didn't have to have an entire can. I know it sounds so silly and people are going to be like, oh, my stars. But I was. Um, and so now I realize it's like, you don't have to have, you don't have to hold on to something where you're like, I feel like I would hold on to something. I was afraid to let go of it. Um, because what would happen if I let go, you know, and I didn't let go of it completely. I just only have it once a day and that's Mm -hmm. it in the Mm -hmm. evening. And it's not the entire can. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. I can just put a little bit on there. And at the same time, it's like, um, I don't have to do lose all the weight right now, or I don't have to lift all the 200 pounds that I want to get on my back squat right now. Like you build up to it, like you create a foundation and you add to it and you Mm -hmm. just, keep going and keep going. So I think the biggest change is just knowing that it doesn't have to be all or nothing. Like I have that tendency. Um, mm-hmm. used to be really proud of that because I was like, yeah, I go big or go home. Let's get <laughs> at it. Like pile it on. I'm here. And as I added more people to care for in my life, mm-hmm. particularly my children, it's like, I'm just not mentally equipped, emotionally equipped to do all of that right now. And so some things are just on the back burner temporarily while I focus on them and other things are staying in the front, but it's helped me to balance that out and just be like, you don't have to do it all. You can choose what's most important right now. And then when that's no longer important or you reach a goal, you accomplish it, you can focus on your next thing. And that's what's really my biggest change is just like, it doesn't have to be all or nothing. Mm -hmm. It can be just a little bit or right in the middle until something else balances up. Yeah. And what do you think helped you to, cause all or nothing thinking is incredibly common. It's, it's something that a lot of women struggle with and have to get over and, and move past in order to continue to make progress. So what, if someone's sitting here listening, being like, yeah, Uh, I like notice that in myself too. I tend to default to all or nothing thinking all the time. What advice would you have for, for that person to start to move beyond that? I would say just try a little bit of something new. Maybe it's a half of the amount of something you're eating or drinking, or maybe it's starting five minutes of moving your body or reading or whatever it is that you want to accomplish. But instead of making this ginormous goal that you feel that you also have to compress and put into a a short amount of time, just say, I'm just going to try doing a little bit right now and see how I feel. And not to put that pressure that it's the end of the world if you do make a change. And also that your failure, if you do make a change, like um, just to say, okay, I'm going to try a little bit and go from there. Um, Because I think sometimes our brains kind of do the primitive brain. We freak out and it's like death, you know, and Mm -hmm. all these red alarms are going off inside. Mm -hmm. But if we just take it just a small chunk at a time, then it's a lot easier. And 
you realize, you know what? I'm okay. I'm still here at the end of the day. I only had 30 grams of Ready Whip instead mm-hmm. of 185 grams or whatever mm-hmm. it was. And I'm satisfied and I'm okay. And so then the next day, try it again. Um, Cause I, I, that's just one of those things that's hard to, and it, I still struggle with it sometimes, but to, to really want a really big goal, but want it really fast. Mm-hmm. Um, and so to want to learn how to break it down um, in order to reach it, kind of like today's episode on the, mm-hmm. your goals podcast I'd listen to. And so just saying, okay, I don't have to know how I'm going to do it or when I'm going to do it. I just know I'm going to take little bitty steps towards reaching that. And that has, that has helped me because it's like, I'm not going to get that 200 pound back squat by just plopping in there and putting 200 pounds and then I wouldn't be able to walk. <laughs> like yeah. Something would break. You have to bail. And so <laughs> I'm getting there. Um, so I'm at 165 and I'm like, all right, this is exciting. Like I'm yeah. getting closer. Like each week I'm adding five pounds. Like I'm really excited. So That's awesome. Um, I like seeing the little steps and the progress and the little steps. It makes it more exciting. And mm-hmm. my husband will be like, Oh, what did you do today? And I'll tell him be like, Oh, that's great. No, he could do, you know, 200 and something and 300 something with all of his numbers, but I'm just excited to, to get what I can get. And so that's amazing. Oh, so good. So good. Kimberly. Thank you. Thanks so much. Thanks for sharing your thoughts about, um, all or nothing. I love the word refinement. I'm, I might steal that, uh, and use that word. I think that's such a great, such a great, great word. And, and, you know, of course your curly hair analogy, I think that's just <laughs> is such a fabulous analogy. So thank you so much for coming on and sharing your thoughts and experience with our audience. Oh, there is one more thing. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, Um, it's like, what is the level of effort for maintaining my Mm. hair? Because Mm -hmm. I think that was part of it was, do I want to spend all the time and finger curl my hair and use the special brush and do all these things? I was like, you know what? I need something that's simple, but my hair still looks decent. You can tell that it's curly and that it's not, you know, like on the day of coronation, she wakes up and it looks crazy. Mm-hmm. And so that was one of the things. And you know what? It looks totally different than what I thought it was going to look like, but mm-hmm. I actually like it and I'm fine with that. And and I'll ask myself, what do you think of that? And I'll be like, well, and I'll be like, well, I like it and it's my hair and I'm the one who has to wear it and maintain it. So it's kind of the same thing with your body. Like, What's the level of maintenance that you really want to to put forth? Or like, do you have to exert yourself so much that you're stressed, or can you just be like, you know what, it doesn't look like exactly what I wanted, but I'm actually fine with that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, um, because I'm that's the level of effort that I'm willing to put into it. Exactly. Yeah, that's so good. So good. Well, thank you so much, Kimberly, for being with us today and sharing your story. Well, thank you. It was exciting. I hope that you were able to take something away from the episode with Kimberly. I loved her word of refinement. That's one I, I really want to steal and use because I think that's such a great word to describe this process. It is a refinement process. And just like when you're refining something like diamonds, it doesn't mean it's an easy process. Refinement isn't innately easy, but it also means that it's worth it. And I think when I think about refinement and what that means for me and who I want to become in the future, I, it just, it, it paints such a beautiful picture of the fact that this, this journey is hard and worth it. If you are tired of your only tool for transformation being restriction and deprivation and cutting out food groups, and you want to be someone who can look in the mirror and actually see a visible transformation and 
let's face it, if you're like me, you aren't willing to cut out sugar in order to get there, then macro counting is the tool that is missing from your tool belt. But just like any tool, a hammer, a saw, the tool is really only as effective as the person who is wielding the tool makes it. And what I see time and time again are women who start using the tool of macro counting without really understanding how to set or adjust their macros. And of course, this leads to lackluster results. It leads to them getting frustrated with the process and scrolling through Instagram, just feeling defeated because they see that macro counting works for other women. So they think, why the heck does it not work for me? And then getting to this place where maybe you say something silly, like, well, I tried macro counting and it doesn't work, which is exactly like letting go of a helium balloon and watching it float away and saying, well, I guess gravity just doesn't work. No, friend, science is science. Gravity is working just like it should on that balloon. And you just don't quite understand the nuances of gravity, right? And it's the same thing with macro counting. The question is not, does macro counting work? Because macro counting is just basic science. The question is, how can I wield that scientific principle? How can I wield that tool of macro counting to get better results? How can I use that tool for my specific unique situation? And that's what I teach my clients inside of Confidence in Your Numbers. I created Confidence in Your Numbers because I saw a glaring hole in the market. Too many women rely on expensive coaches to set and adjust their macros for them. Now, I get it. Most coaches want you to pay them. And then in exchange, they'll set your macros for you. And then if you want to pay them more money, they'll, you know, quote unquote, coach you and they'll adjust your macros for you week to week. But of course, they're actually not going to teach you how to do that yourself because why? Well, it's simple because they want to keep getting paid. That's their business model, which I totally get. And that's fine. It benefits them to make adjusting your macros and setting your macros feel as complicated as possible, but it's really not that complicated. And well, that's not my business model. I don't want to set your macros for you. I don't really want you to keep paying me to have me adjust them for you. I would rather teach you how to do it yourself so that you don't have to keep paying someone every month to do something that's simple enough for you to do on your own. It's kind of like that saying, if you give a woman a fish she eats for a day, teach a woman how to fish she eats for a lifetime. So the question is, do you want to be the woman who is gets given a fish and then you're left to metaphorically starve when you stop paying for the fish? Or do you want to be the woman who learns how to fish so that you can keep snagging them for free without having to rely on someone else to feed you? If you're like me, you're the type of woman who wants to learn how to fish. And if so, confidence in your numbers is for you. Confidence in Your Numbers is a live masterclass where I teach you how to set your macros for your unique body. And I teach you how to adjust them over time. Because here's a second common mistake I see a lot of women making when they start counting macros. They set their macros and they're like, oh, success is just as easy as following these numbers to the finish line. Which is kind of like saying you can drive around the world in a single vehicle, right? Like stay with me on this metaphor. So sure, driving across the United States is great. So a car is great for that part of the journey, but then you're going to hit the Atlantic Ocean and you cannot keep driving that car any further. You have to get into a new vehicle, onto a boat or a plane to keep going. And the same thing applies to your macros. If you just set your macros once and you keep following them, you're going to plateau. You're going to hit the Atlantic Ocean and you're going to get frustrated because what you're doing worked for a while, but then stops working. And then if you're like most, you'll get frustrated and you'll quit. And then you'll really not see results because quitting is the only way to guarantee that you don't see results. So just like you have to swap out your vehicle based on the terrain, if you want to avoid plateauing in your journey and getting frustrated and quitting, you're going to need to adjust your macros, which for some people can feel 
really complex. And again, that's what most coaches want you to believe because, well, then you'll pay them to do it. But I'm not that type of coach, which is why in Confidence in Your Numbers, I've simplified the adjusting process into something that anybody can learn that allows you to skip the overpriced coach, accelerate your results, and keep that hard-earned money in your own pocket. So if you want to learn to set and adjust your own macros, come join me for my live paid masterclass on March 2nd. You can always purchase the replay of this class. If you go to my website, you can buy Confidence in Your Numbers for $199. But because I'll be delivering this class live, which is always more fun anyway, if you join Confidence in Your Numbers before March 2nd, you'll get all the secrets and about setting and adjusting your macros for only $99. And because Confidence in Your Numbers is the perfect step to take now, in order to prime you for my signature program, Macros 101, we also do something really special. We allow you to apply the investment you make into Confidence in Your Numbers. We allow you to apply the $99 you make into Confidence in Your Numbers into Macros 101, which means if you're listening to this and you plan to join us in Macros 101 at the end of March, joining Confidence in Your Numbers is essentially free because the investment you make will be applied towards your Macros 101 enrollment which is super cool. And it also means that you get to get started right now. So if you're ready to finally snap that after picture that you've always wanted, come and join my live masterclass, Confidence in Your Numbers. And you're going to walk away with all those secrets that most coaches won't share about how to set and adjust your own macros. To sign up, go to bicepsafterbabies.com forward slash confidence to get registered for class. And I'll see you on March 2nd. That's bicepsafterbabies.com forward slash confidence. That wraps up this episode of Biceps After Babies Radio. I'm Amber. Now go out and be strong because remember, my friend, you can do anything. Hey, friend, have you heard the news? We have a Biceps After Babies Radio insider list. If you love Biceps After Babies Radio, you don't want to miss a thing. Head to bicepsafterbabies.com forward slash insider to join the group. You'll be the first to know all things about the podcast, see some behind the scenes, and get special messages from yours truly. We want to make this a special community for those who are fans of the podcast. And last, did this episode particularly resonate with you? If so, will you please share it? Either send the link to someone who would find it valuable or take a screenshot and post it to your social media and tell your family and friends why they should listen. Make sure you tag me at Biceps After Babies so I can hear your feedback and give you a little love. And you know, if you aren't already following me on Instagram or Facebook, that's the perfect time to hit that follow button. Thank you for being here and listening to Biceps After Babies Radio.